So how do you achieve financial freedom, gain wealth, and live life on your terms? That is the question, and here's the answer. I'm A.J. Osborne. Welcome to Cash Flow to Freedom. Welcome, everybody, to Cash Flow to Freedom. I am taking off here to a conference. It's the Pacific Northwest Big Badass Real Estate uh, Expo. Um, it's all online. You guys can go on there. Well, I'm not sure when this has come out, but uh, I, I've been, as I've been looking at stuff, I'm I'm talking about self storage, not uh, general things. But I've been doing a lot of uh, reconstructing in our businesses and how my time is being utilized. And it's been a big focus for me over the last two weeks. Um, the previous months, we've been executing and pushing out things like the book, um, content, and um, our new private equity funding uh, company that is uh, Cedar Creek Wealth. And I kind of got bogged down in a lot of stuff. So I've been trying to clear out um, my sales company that I have. We've been starting up our wholesale company and just a few things the last few months. So um, with that, I, I kind of got bogged down. And as you know, for me, I'm very, very big on working on your business, not in it, so we can grow it. And uh, when I started making decisions and we started looking in this election year about what's going to happen, we're meeting with CPAs and we're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. And it's been, been a crazy year. Um, I wanted to give something that I, I think is very important and, and I want to talk about it today. It's context. And this is always important to me when I get bogged down, when I start to get worried about things, when I'm unsure about the outlook, or maybe even unsure about moves that need to be made or I need to make. Um, there's somebody I always go back to, and that's Warren Buffett. And so uh, I love Warren Buffett, and I think that the context he gives is um, it's it's so important. I mean, he's like I don't know, what, like ninety. Um, Charlie Munger's 96. And when you take in everything that they've been through, the how they speak and they talk about investing is very similar to my understanding of uh, business and how we look at things in the long term, fundamentals, um, creating good sy systems that can reallocate capital within itself to produce known rates of return so we can scale and grow. I don't believe in quick fixes. But when you get in times like this, things get cloudy. And I'm not just talking about the smoke from California because holy crap, we have been covered in smoke up here and California is just nuts. Um, and now it's Oregon and Washington, but, uh, there's so much going on and we can lose context in the noise. And so I wanted to talk about a few things and, that I, I take these times and I, and I took it last night to do some studying and I'll, I'll do a couple hours of studying on, on history, economics, asset performance. Um, uh, it's more of a context study time. I'm, I'm looking back. I did this a lot um, before and after 2008 um, because before I need to make decisions, I need to have a good basis to make those decisions and context to make it. So I'm, I'm going to talk about a few things here that may blow your mind. It blew mine. Um, let's go all the way back to the beginning, right? Um, the start of the United States, roughly, you know, 1990 or <laughs> 1990. 1990 was an awesome year, but it was not the start of the United States. Uh, 1790. Um, 1790, there was 3.9 million people, roughly. Um, that is three lifetimes. 
Okay. So 217 years ago, um, there are literally, if you look at Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, that is three lifetimes for them, right? They had them, their parents, their grandparents. Um, that's mind blowing to me. Uh, we hear these things and you think it's so long ago. Uh, and then you have four children and you realize, geez, wow, time goes really fast and it's not very long at all. That's how I've been feeling lately. Uh, but that's not that long in the context or the history of the world. And before I get on this big thing about how it's amazing the time we live on, which obviously this is the best time in history to be alive. And people that are even arguing that it makes me scratch my head because it's, you have to basically deny, um, facts and I mean, it's, it, that's a weird conversation to have, but, uh, that context I'm always pretty good on. I, I, I get where we're at in the context of the history, but what has been produced, created and happened within that time frame surrounding the economy and wealth is what blows my mind. If you look at 1789 to 18, 18- Three. These are two kind of important things. So we're talking about the starting of the United States. Uh, Buffett puts the estimate of the value of the United States around one billion, which that, that's actually a pretty good number, considering um, we bought the Louisiana Purchase for fifteen million. Now you got to realize the Louisiana Purchase represented, I think, thirty percent of the lower forty-eight, the United States, and we bought it for fifteen million. That includes mineral rights, everything else that came with it, lumber, rivers, you know endless amount. Um, so I'd say 1 billion, even at that time, there's only 3 million or 3.9 million people at the time that may have even been high, um, judging by what the going rate was for a country. Um, and when you look at, I mean, that was just uh, 200 years ago. Um, now the economy is worth well over a hundred trillion dollars. That's 5,000 to one. Um, that is crazy to just even try to imagine how much wealth has been created and occurred in that time. Um, we have eliminated something like 65 or 75, maybe it might be 75. I'll check on that for you guys. See when I put it in the show notes. Um, right around there, though, poverty, extreme poverty in the world. Um, you have to remember that uh, when Hong Kong was um, introduced and China uh, introduced more capitalism in a matter, in a short matter of 10 years, they took a billion people out of poverty. Um, our idea. American ideals, and and this isn't about America, uh, even though it is, uh, but those ideals eradicated poverty and democracy and what the United States had done in that time was just unimaginable. Nobody thought that there was just nobody that would have ever expected um, what happened to happen. So during this time, though, we had atrocities that... um, (laughs) I mean, you flip on the news today compared to what we went through. They're just, it's just nothing. 
Uh, not that there's not bad things happening that need to be solved. That's not it at all. But I mean, you're talking about a loan in 60 years after the foundation of our country, our country killed 6% of all males or 6% of the population of males died. Um, that's 4 million males in today's numbers. Uh, what that would do to our economy today, I can't even fathom. You can't even imagine. You're taking out the principal owners. At this time, it was the voters, it was the landowners, and it was the people that had businesses, it was the workers, it was the fighters. Um, that is devastating to an economy. Um, the In 1929, the Dow Jones erased 48% in one day. Um, in nine months, the stock rose by 20%. And then the Dow Jones at that point in, um, 1932, uh, went from 240 to 41. That's a thousand dollars down to 107. Um, 40% of all banks in the United States were gone. So every, or excuse me, 400 banks in the United States were gone. That means all those people saving everything they had evaporated. It was gone. Um, that puts the recession in context that um, is unimaginable. Although, however bad the recession was, which it, the Great Recession I'm speaking of, which was horrible, it could have been astronomically worse. And we learned from these things. And we built better things. The FDIC came around. If if the FDIC was there and we didn't lose 400 banks and evaporate the vast majority of wealth in our country, how do you think that that would have ended up? Um, and how much farther along would we have been? Because after that, it took to return back to what the stock market was. A, oh, geez, I can't even remember, but I think it was over 20 years to return to 240 because people were so scared. It scarred them so bad. Um, and then you look at our wars, you look at the great wars, you look at, uh, Vietnam wars, you look at, um, you know, competing ideology that came in just as, as we have today, as postmodernism is coming in and it's coming in so strong and, you know, people forget, you know, communism came in. We had all these other ideals that were very against. We did, had, it, it, we've been through all this, right? This, this is part of the process. Um, but what's important is even though with all of those things, you had a 5,000 to one return, Break that down into 20-year chunks and think of what a dollar makes. Think about how that works. And the fundamentals and how this wealth creation happens is twofold. And this is what you need to remember. We have a system that is not a pie. Drives me nuts when people say that because it is just not logical. We don't have a pie that is divided amongst people. Um, when Facebook created whatever thousands of millionaires and created billions and billions of dollars, um, of value and income and on and on and on that wasn't taken from somebody else that wasn't taken out of the pie that was created. It was built on. Um, so it's a building or growing effect and we have something that's called inflation 
and inflation makes prices rise. Uh, you know, an acre in New York, whatever, 150 years ago was probably four cents. Uh, I think it was actually three cents. And now look at what's happened. Um, so there is a growing nature in economics. There is a growing nature of value in the system that we have today. And a system that is, although people are scared about it, it's secure. And the reason it's secure is because people are scared about it. So we argue and debate and make sure that things don't happen. These are all good things. But when you sit on the sidelines of economic progress, you're left behind. This creation is massive. This is one of the reasons why we have disparity in wealth. This is one of the reasons why minorities feel left out because of, you know, bad laws and race, racist laws that wouldn't allow them to own land. that wouldn't allow them to get good housing because they were left behind, right? I mean, this economic progress is not stopping. The train is not stopping. Now, I'm not talking about what's uh, right and wrong or what the government should do today because I don't think the government should be responsible for anything today. What I'm talking about is you need to jump a you need to jump on this train. It's going to keep moving forever. I don't care who's in office. I don't care what politicians are coming because politicians come and go. You got to have this long, broad context. This is important. Keep it in mind. So many people are trying to decide, should I invest in this? Should I build this? I'm going to wait. Or I'm going to see. Stop waiting. Um, if you are, if you have a 20 year view, uh, and you have a cash flowing asset that can produce revenue and a good, secure business or asset, and that revenue can be allocated back into itself or reinvested into a similar asset at a known rate of return, you should do it. And understand and make sure you're protected for rise and falls in the economy. Um, obviously, I've been saying for a long time, I thought we were in a recession. I still think we are. Um, but you have very, very big guns like the central banks and the government and everything that do everything in their power to fight against this. So sitting on the sidelines is literally fighting against the federal reserve. Um, what has happened in the last 10 years is an example of this. Um, when we look back at 2008 in 20 years, that will be a blip. It will, it, it will be a moment in time. Um, that will be looked at, it will, will be studied. But at the end of the day, people that got out and they said investing or business isn't worth it or it's too risky, um, 20 years later, they're not better off because their money's worth less. That's what inflation does. And in order to pay off our debt, which is astronomical in the United States, the federal government needs inflation because inflation erodes debt. So you can do the two things with debt. You can either pay it back or you can have inflation and that raises the prices of everything. And then your percentage of debt drops. It is one of the key ways that our government gets rid of debt. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. And I don't want to get into a Keynesian economic argument with anybody because I don't believe in Keynesian economics. Um, but that's for a very nerdy conversation for another day. Um, what I am saying, though, is economic forces over the long period of time will make you wealthy. And this is why that's important. You cannot become wealthy on your own. You don't become a billionaire on your own. You don't become a multimillionaire on your own. 
And in order to become very wealthy, very rich, it's not about how much you work. It's about how much assets and the economy work for you. You've got to understand that. And when you look at what's happened over the last 210 years and you say, all right, somebody that got rich right when the country was started and they've had a 5,000 to one increase on their wealth, it's no wonder you have families that are mega rich. Well, how about instead of complaining about families that are major mega rich, you just make your family mega rich. That is a much better way to go about it because you're talking about things you can't control. And I think we all need to stop worrying a lot less about what other people have and we don't have and worry about how we're in the game, how we're participating and how we take advantage of the system because the alternative is to get rid of the system, which no matter what postmodernism thinks and that flawed concept that's entered from France in the 1960s here in the United States, um, I'm, as you could probably tell, obviously not just anti it. I think it's ludicrous and ridiculous. Um, so that's not going away. We're as Americans, as the world, we are all moving more towards capitalism. And although there's blips, mistakes, that's part of the process as we've seen in the United States. And what we're seeing now is going to be a bump of the road and we'll be better afterwards. We will, I promise you. But let's look at your investments today. Let's look in the long term, 20 years in the future. Look at the fundamentals of the business. Focus on microeconomics for buying and then expect macroeconomics to make you wealthy in the long term. So this is really important because I don't make decisions on macroeconomics. I make decisions on individual deals. How resistant is this deal to competition? How resistant is this deal in its market? Is this market a good market, a bad market? Is it cash flowing? How much cash flow is there? How much margin do I have? What's its moat, as Warren Buffett says? How protected am I against competition coming in? What does the increase in incomes look like? What does that relate to in my product or services that can be offered? What do I need to be investing in to get multiple returns on that revenue? Do I need more salespeople? Do I need more locations? Do I need more doors? Um, these are the things that you need to be focusing on. What are you producing in the economy to participate? Because guess what? When your grandkids are around, they will either benefit on your one to 5,000, your family, or they'll still be stuck in the same spot. So think long-term and think about the economy working for you, not the other way around. Put your effort into things that will be built by economic forces that will not be stopped. And if they are, it doesn't matter anyways. So you might as well build and invest because if they do, we're all in a really bad situation, which judging by where we've been, I don't think that's going to happen. And I think that when this context, you have it in place. And after I got done with some of my studies and I got done pondering this and taking time by myself and understanding where things were going for the election, things like that. And I thought I'm using too much brain power on this. Not that it's not important. I need to understand what's happening with taxes. I need to understand what the migration patterns in the United States are looking at, right? We're talking microeconomics and how that the government will put it in. But these are tactical decisions, not macro overwhelming goal decisions and processes of going on. I'm done ranting. 
I promise. But it's really, really important. And I hope you all begin to think more like that. Execute small, think big, right? Repeat that. Execute small, think big. I'm serious. It's really, really important. Uh, So spend your time thinking big, understanding what forces will help you wake up in the morning and execute on those businesses and those models and those investment strategies to take advantage of the increase. Understand what industries are dying, which ones aren't. Remember, these things take you. Don't fight against them. Fight against them. Let the, them pull you to wealth and riches and financial freedom. Everybody, if this is good information, if you're enjoying this, if, if you're liking this podcast, please give me a five-star review. Uh, a five star and a great review. Um, share it on social media. I'll share it back. AJ Osborne. I'm showing what we're doing within our businesses. If you're more interested in the self storage side, which a lot of people come to hit self storage income, which is specifically about self storage. Thanks everybody. Um, have a great week. I'm speaking at the event. Look and find it. It's going to be a really good one. And excited for next week's podcast. Thanks everybody. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Cashflow to Freedom. Be sure to subscribe to us for more and feel free to check us out at cashflow with the number two freedom.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. And also, if you could leave us a good review, that would really help us continue to build out our content and our community. Thank you so much.